Welcome everyone to the Healing Art of Being You podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today with a very, very interesting topic. We're going to talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy and what that looks like, what that even means, and how you can learn to embrace both aspects within yourself and within the world around you. Mm-hmm. Allison? Fun stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little shakedown of masculine versus feminine, how you understand it, how you mm-hmm. place it in your body, in the outside world. Um, this is a very synchronous topic for everybody, just yeah. to let you know. We like to really talk about the things that are coming up in our lives immediately on a daily basis. In the moment. Yeah, in the moment. Um, yes. So for me, and there are people who are like experts in this world, as you know, we are not. We are experts in our own little world um, and just like to share little tidbits so that you can hear it here and then move on and find more specific information if you need it. But... The way that I interpret it is that the the masculine side is more of that decision maker, um, more of that like um, action phase, um, more of that um, doer, the doer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas the feminine side is uh, more of that uh, creative, more um, like intuitive, more a little bit more like flexible in the mindset you know the being yes yeah. yeah there we go the doer versus the being the I like doer it. versus the being um and I think we all have a tendency towards one versus another um with my own personal journey I have uh very much tended towards the masculine and I've mentioned this a few times in the past but I um as I have kind of continued on my healing journey, started recognizing that like, oh, as I'm kind of healing certain parts of my past, those inner wounds, all that type of stuff, I'm finding that like, oh, turns out a lot of my masculinity was actually more coping mechanisms versus my natural true being. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, and I want to be very clear to say that, like, emotion is not masculine or feminine. Emotion is universal to both. I think Absolutely. a lot of people have this this kind of thought that, like, the emotional one is the feminine and, like, the men are, like, no emotion. And that's not accurate. No. But there are certain emotions that societally we have attributed towards certain masculine versus feminine energies yes. where it's, like, it's more societally and culturally accepted that men are um intense or angry rageful rage um and excitement aggressive yeah and excitement but excitement is like one of the only like high frequency vibration emotions that is like acceptable for men to have Uh Um, whereas with the more feminine side, it's associated more with like love and compassion or vulnerability and sadness mm-hmm. and worry and anxiety. Weakness. Exactly. Yep. But in, 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 yeah, the weakness side of mm-hmm. things, which again is all total BS. Let's just debunk that right now. That's all total BS. All beings feel and experience all yes. spectrum of emotions. And just because we like to culturally assume that it's only okay for one side to feel one and the other side to feel the other, that is not accurate. Not accurate. Um, but that being said, so for my own personal journey, I have found that I always had considered myself 
very logical, very um, science-minded, very action-based. I've always said, like, I can handle anything as long as I have a plan. Um, And I like to gather information, gather information, gather information. And I've always been the one who's, like, been in charge. So, like, when I played sports, I was the captain. When I was in college playing sports, I was, like, the president of the soccer team. Like, when I, you know, started my own business, you know, my husband and I kind of joke about how, you know, this is not our, our... uh, structure now, but how historically it was like, I'm the manager and he's the assistant manager, you know, like he can do all the things, but I'm the one in charge of doing of like making sure it happens. Right. Um, and with that, I fell into my own beliefs on what emotions were okay and not okay, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was very easy for me to have anger, very easy for me to have rage because those pushed me into action. You know, um, I didn't have time for that weak, whiny, sad, mm-hmm. worry person. Like, yeah. oh my God, just suck it up and just deal with it. I'm done with this, yep. you know? I didn't have time for that version of me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I could get really excited and I loved my children, but I, honestly, course. with, um, you know, honestly, with genuinely just Ryan and my kids was probably the only place that I really showed vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um outside of maybe like a couple other people probably like my mom you know my sisters like things like that but like in general really allowing vulnerability to be a part of my life was an absolute no-go yep and then as I kind of have healed there's these different wounds in my life these different parts of you know we talked with Thalia about you know the inner Mm -hmm. family systems and stuff like that so those inner child wounds as those have started to heal I've kind of recognized that like oh you know what I'm actually incredibly creative I love art to be very clear I'm not good at art I just enjoy doing it um and so I I really enjoy that type of thing whereas before I would always say like oh I'm not artistic I don't have an artistic bone in my body blah 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 um I used to make these cakes for our kids birthdays um my grandma did this for us before she passed away and it was just like the coolest thing ever these very beautiful princess cakes and Mm -hmm. whatever and I taught myself how to make these cakes and not because I loved art not because I loved the creation of it I did this because this was something that was really heartfelt that my grandma did so gosh darn it I was going to make myself learn how to do this you're gonna check the box I was gonna check the box and I was gonna make sure that my kids had this um, because that was something that was important to me so it wasn't necessarily it was out of love for my children I want them to have this experience absolutely but it wasn't because I I loved and had joy in the act of doing it. Right. Um, and then I would obviously like I was hypercritical about my work, and it's like you know what, I am not, I am not a pastry chef. I do not own a, any sort of like bakery or anything like that. So if I'm making a Superman ca- or a Spider-Man cake and it looks somewhat like Spider-Man, that really should be a success. That's a win. Right? Yep. But no, it was just like, oh, my lines aren't as clean as they should be, or this or that. You know, it was always a constant comparison. It was not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I've I've kind of learned that like there is, there has to be a balance between these be two. Balance. You know, everything is everything that we learn about in life. It has to be balanced. It can't be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, as I have shifted out of this predominant masculine energy, which has allowed my husband to step into his masculine energy, yep. um, because he's such an easygoing person yes that it was very easy for him to be like okay if that's what's going to make you happy like i don't care either way like yeah. if you want to do that by all means let's just do it your way it's Absolutely. fine um but after 21 years of that you yeah. know it's like 
I had kind of, in my coping mechanisms yeah. of masculinity, robbed him of his ability to express his masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And so that's been kind of a very interesting balance that we've been working through. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a process. A process. It's a process. Absolutely. What I've found has been the most beneficial for me is if I can get, you know, because we all got to do our stuff to, like, make sure that, like, our brain is, like, functioning the way we want it to, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I chatted a little bit about how I've been trying some new stuff through, you know, recently, and it was it was not not good for me. So I'm back to my good stuff now and I'm in a much better place, which is fantastic. So what I've noticed now is as long as I'm doing my brain dumping, I'm keeping up with my meditation, I'm getting rid of the, you know, or I'm limiting, I should say, the distraction content and things Mm -hmm. like that. I am able to kind of sit with my masculine energy to help me develop the plan that I need. Mm -hmm. And then I will come back to it later in a more feminine mindset. Um, And when when the creativity is hitting me after I've been, you know, sitting on the porch or, you know, going for a walk or just, you know, honestly, just staring at a blank wall sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, taking a shower a lot of times. And then like the ideas will hit me and it's like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I can allow that more creative side of me to show up. And so it's it's a new balance. It's a hard thing for me because I feel like whenever there's times of stress, you always want to shift back into your norm. So Mm -hmm. for somebody who is a little bit more on the feminine side, you might shift into like somebody do something, somebody help me, someone just take care of this for me. If you're more on the masculine side of things, you might shift into that more kind of toxic masculinity of like everyone just shut the heck up and just do what I say because Mm -hmm. this is the only way it's going to get done right um and both to be again clear feminine does not equal born as female right and masculine does not equal born as male this is these are energies that both all beings contain within themselves and we have a tendency towards one or the other Mm um we've all seen you know that man who just shuts down and they dissociate and they're like, I got nothing. They can't do anything about it. And we've right. seen the women who are just like, look like rage monsters and everyone's mm-hmm. like, all right, Karen, get out of here. Right? right. Exactly. It's like, exactly. <laughs> we can all have all of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's masculine and feminine for me. In the mirror version of that, mm-hmm. I'm a lot of the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so, this... yeah, that's why, you, that's why whenever you talk to me about that, I'm like, no, I get it. Yeah. Well, I get exactly. where he's coming from. And it's so <laughs> helpful. It's so helpful. But it's so funny that that was something like, I can I can absolutely say that I would wear on a, a badge of honor mm-hmm. that like in the past relationships that we didn't fight. <laughs> we didn't fight. We could have conversations. Okay, great. Um, I was not allowing myself to feel any mm-hmm. of the masculine energy. It was not present. And part of working with you mm-hmm. and really getting back in tune with my body and feeling the sensations of that energy move through my body when the rage would come. Like I I got back in touch with my sacred mm-hmm. rage and it was effing terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> I literally remember it like I'm like I I'm looking at him and he's holding a coffee cup. And I'm like, I, I want to bust your teeth in with the coffee cup that you're holding. Like, I the rage, I can feel it up my arms. I'm going to explode. I'm going to kill somebody. I don't know what's going on. What do I do? And then the spiral will be like, guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. This isn't me. I'm not this angry. La, la, la. Whatever the stories were, right? And so I really 
always went to the feminine mm-hmm. always because it was comfortable for me i can Familiar. cry it out yeah i can have the i can i know what to do with that anxiety mm-hmm. i know how to work through that and when i needed mm-hmm. to bring the rage when i needed to bring that anger it wouldn't come mm-hmm. i wouldn't let it physically mm-hmm. because i'd bypass it and i'd be like oh you know what instead i'm just gonna cry it out and figure it out over here but that meant that i wasn't being true to my self my whole self and something that over the last two years especially I've been able to see is that even when we think we are able to balance both often we're having a very hard time with the extremes Mm -hmm. of either side and Mm -hmm. so we often get in this place of okay well I can I can embody this part of my feminine I can I can bring this online. I feel safe in here. But when it comes time to like really get into the passion of the feminine and the pleasure of the feminine, like that's I'm I'm not signing up for that mm-hmm. because that also comes with a bunch of stories and a bunch of beliefs mm-hmm. surrounding it that oh well if you are expressing your feminine passion and pleasure and desire and sexual mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. that then you have all of these other labels on you of why that's not good and how you shouldn't be a woman who owns her sexuality Mm -hmm. and has this pride Uh in being that sexual being and have that passion and that pleasure and at the same time if i'm letting the rage come through and i'm standing up for myself and i'm expressing that rage that i'm being abusive Mm -hmm. or that i'm being toxic or that i'm any of the other stories and that has definitely been something for me to be able to see within my clients as well as myself that like I really had to allow compassion for the masculine energy that is very much present within me Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of it right Mm -hmm. like it's it's something that now that there's not as much fear surrounding Mm -hmm. I can feel it I can sense it and I'm like okay yeah Mm -hmm. like guess what I need to find a healthy outlet for my anger right exactly. now. Exactly. Instead of instead of bashing my fiance's face in with right. a, a coffee That's cup, not, and which you would never clear, actually, I would do. never actually, right. right? I would never actually do, right? But also <laughs> that, like, you can just, understand how somebody might. <laughs> right. Precisely. I'm like, I'm homicidal. I don't know what to do with myself right now. And yeah. now it's more of like a okay. <sighs> I need a minute. I need a feeling minute. right. I'm I need feeling some rage. Mm-hmm. I need to step away from yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also seeing that my rage mm-hmm. was just as important as everybody else's mm-hmm. that I did a really great job of as long as my anger and rage doesn't impact anybody. It's okay. And if I made them angry or if someone was angry, that that anger was way more important than my anger. Mm-hmm. I would just shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. I mean, I, if we want to talk about lessons, like I had to get my car stolen for a second time. I had to have the most ridiculous dynamic between myself and my fiance where I'm like, you are fully acting like a five-year-old and I'm going to lose my mind for me to fully be like, hold on a second. Is it actually, is it worse? Is it bad that I'm angry? No, not at all. That's a right. That's a human right Mm -hmm. because 
you're going to have rage. You're going yeah. to have anger. It's about expressing it in a healthy way and finding an outlet for it, moving it through your body, mm-hmm. which is huge because often we just stay in the mind of it, right? We stay in that. If I can explain it away, if I can, oh, well, I'm only mad because of this or, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't be upset because this is where they were at or this is what mm-hmm. their were intentions were. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If we stay in the mind of it, we can escape, mm-hmm. quote unquote, right? right? But in reality... We have to get it out of our bodies. Yes, absolutely. And if we don't, what ends up happening? Body breaks down. Body breaks down. Body breaks down. You get all kinds of things. For example, traps that are like cement Mm -hmm. and cannot be released. Mm -hmm. Or constipation. Mm -hmm. All, everything that you have a... A, a problem digesting and expressing gets trapped within the body and the body then leads to disease because it's mm-hmm. like hi yeah. hello remember me we have to embrace our whole selves mm-hmm. and have compassion for all aspects mm-hmm. not just the things that are easy for you right well i think it's really good that you kind of talked about how like you had to learn how to express yes rage and to have compassion for that rage because still learning yes Accurate and same. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just talked about this earlier today where I was just like, you know, like before my period, now that like, now that I'm not treating my body like a dumpster fire, like let's be real. I mean, I spent the majority of my adult life treating my body like a dumpster fire where I was burning the candle up. Yeah. Burning the candle at both ends, super high stress environment, you know, high achiever, you know, Mm -hmm. perfectionism, people pleaser, all the things, right? And my body was shutting down. I was like, finally I had to get to a point where I was like, okay, this is not how I, I cannot live like this anymore. It's right. not even like I don't choose to live like this. It's, I literally can't. Right. And so, yeah, the last, you know, few years have been a huge transformation for me regarding sleep hygiene and exercise level and what I'm eating and how I'm eating, like mm-hmm. my mindfulness associated with it and how I'm processing thoughts and emotions and all these things. Lots of personal growth, which was great. So now I'm not like randomly a rage monster at any point in time. Right. Well, with all of this, um, for those who are not in the health field, your menstruation, your period, that is um, one of the main health markers for women. And so... A visible red flag, friends. Yes. Exactly. I love that so much. Um, But yes, like um how like what your period is like the consistency of it like the the uh what is it like the frequency mm-hmm. um regular the, the regularity yes. is the word i'm trying to find thank you the regularity of your period is a big component to your health mm-hmm. um and so my periods had always been super wacky super wacky well now they're within like two to three days which is like really pretty consistent and my symptoms around that are incredibly consistent as well Mm -hmm. and one of those symptoms is days you know three to four before my period i am a version of myself that i'm having a hard time finding compassion for it is all of my own personal negative association with femininity Mm -hmm. that is represented in a 48 hour period and i am trying very hard Mm -hmm. to love that version of myself um but she she brings up a lot of uh it, it's not a surprise to me that i shift from that version of myself into the irritable angry rage version of myself 48 hours later where i'm just like i am sick of this woman get her out of here like right it's just this very like um 
I'm going to try to say this in the the uh, non-emotional way that my brain interprets it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the actual things that are happening yes. are I am looking for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking for a little bit more help, mm-hmm. like a little bit more um, like ease in my day, yes. you know, like l- fewer things on my plate. Support. Mm-hmm. More support. I'm looking for more support. Um yeah wow connection you're looking to be seen Mm -hmm. you're looking to have it be embodied and feel it within your body yeah Yeah. and I kind of like don't want to have anything that I have to do no like I want to just be able to be like kind of you want to be able to listen to the intuition and and just like do whatever I want yes right the stories I tell myself in my head this weepy whiny needy obnoxious excuse of a human being mm-hmm. can cannot get anything done nope. cannot stop crying mm-hmm. has to sit here and like curl up in bed and have her husband like snuggle her until she feels better like grow up strap on a pair and get going lady like what are you doing like the fire i mean it's so much it's so much anger mm-hmm. met with so much like please be nice to me <laughs> and I'm like I can't you're annoying me so yeah anybody who uh knows me personally I would highly advise that you uh maybe don't test my buttons in the four days before my period because I cannot make a guarantee as to what version of Allison you're gonna see and right. I can't guarantee you'll like either one of them um so it's something I'm working through is having compassion for this highly highly feminine energy that I have Mm -hmm. during those three to four days before my period and not shifting into this like because I'm so annoyed by this person I'm then going into this like anger rage version of myself and it is a very it's a just a very big swing in that feminine to masculine energy as things are going through and it is a fun new adventure for me I'm just a huge fan and really looking forward to next month just so I can do it all over again. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. I know. <laughs> Benefits of, you know, yeah. no longer having a uterus yes. is that I don't have the, the massive swings. Right. I don't have the massive <laughs> swings. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, mm-hmm. I very much do have a frame of reference for them mm-hmm. because that's a lot of what I experienced yeah. before the uterus was removed. Yes. And I would call it Ursula crazy. Yeah. Like that was the term. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I remember coming home from training being like when I was a, f- a new grad baby nurse and I had been in a classroom all day learning not things that were difficult to comprehend like you know that it was coming easily to me and I get home and I'm just sobbing and I'm like for what for why like I can't do this anymore like this is obnoxious right and like there was no rage typically because I would Shove, 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 shove. Mm-hmm. I remember raging mm-hmm. in my teenage years because my dad froze the hot dog buns and I didn't like frozen bread. And I lost my mind. Lost my mind. And my mom was like, Mm-mm, no more of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so within my own wounds, within my own patterns, I had a lot more compassion for mm-hmm. the feminine side of it mm-hmm. because I understood it. Mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, put on some Hallmark and 
cried out. Mm -hmm. I was able to utilize tools that helped me express that energy more. Mm -hmm. And when it came time for the rage and the anger and all of that, it would be more of a, what's wrong with me? I'm mm-hmm. broken. Well, and I wonder how much of that comes from kind of like the subconscious societal messaging. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, because I grew up with an older brother. Yeah. And he was like my hero, right? Mm-hmm. So anything he did, I wanted to do. So yeah. I was big time tomboy. I was in all the sports, all that kind of stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you were in dance. Yeah. Right? And like, I'm the youngest. heavily in dance. Heavily in dance. And, you know. Ice skating. Yeah. And it'd be like, while I think a lot of girls out there, especially in our generation, kind of received the messaging of like, you know, be nice, be sweet, mm-hmm. be kind, Absolutely. that kind of stuff, right? Be a good girl. Be a good girl, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have heard that. I honestly don't remember, but I distinctly remember being like hearing from my brother, boys don't do this. Boys don't do that. I mean, like, he told me what boys did, and mm-hmm. because I loved him and I wanted to be exactly like him, I was like, well, I guess I'll do the same thing then. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I don't remember my parents putting any of that on me. I really don't. They Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I have no clue. But it was my brother that I remember yeah. distinctly was like, I think he wanted a little brother, and he was like, well, it's the closest thing I got, so yeah. I guess we'll do this then. Absolutely. And, and so, I think, too, like, parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think your relationship with your parents has a big impact on mm-hmm. how you express it because, for me, I was always closer with my mom, mm-hmm. and my mom is, like, the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. My father and I had a much more our relationship struggled a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so that was my that mm-hmm. was my frame of reference mm-hmm. for masculine energy. And like, I played sports, mm-hmm. right? I, For all intents and purposes, like, I can't tell you how many war movies I've seen, mm-hmm. Jaws, right? Like, these are mm-hmm. staples in my household growing up. Mm-hmm. But it didn't mean that I actually felt safe mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of it was because I didn't feel safe in my relationship with my father mm-hmm. because... He didn't feel safe in his relationship with me. He didn't feel safe being able to open himself up to that vulnerability and tap into the beingness of him. Mm -hmm. He was in the doer, in the ego energy, which was what was passed down to him. Mm -hmm. That's how he was parented. And so I think it has a lot to do with your relationship Mm -hmm. with those parents and what kind of models you've you've seen. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, because we both talked about how, you know, one of us tends towards one direction, yep. one of us tends towards the other, and we're both working to kind of get ourselves in a little bit better, better balance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's going to be a 50-50. I don't think most people are 50-50. I think no. you still kind of tend more towards one versus yes. the other, but just more towards that midline. And the compassion, the compassion for that other type of energy showing up that we're not super used to dealing with. How... How do you have compassion for yourself in those moments? What do you do? What has helped you to have more compassion for the masculine side of yourself? I rage clean. <laughs> there we go. So constructive clean. outlet for your rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rage clean. Um, I definitely like with the screaming and the punching of the pillows, like mm-hmm. all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a lot of retrospect, like taking what has developed within my personal life, like, am I fighting with Matt? Mm-hmm. Why? What's mm-hmm. going on? Where am I expressing myself fully and where am I not? And then being able to see like, okay, you know what? This is not something that I am able to 
explain away. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel good to try to just shove it under the rug. So I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to see like, you know why this feels really awful? Mm-hmm. Because you're shaming yourself for feeling it. Instead, own it. Mm-hmm. Your rage is just as important as everybody else's. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're abusive. It doesn't mean that you're violent. Yes, I could do better at the expression, right? Mm-hmm. Always, because it's always, a. It, this is always a journey. We're always learning. But really holding space for it and like telling myself that it is just as important mm-hmm. as the part of me that can witness the rage in another person mm-hmm. and have compassion for them. Because that it's never been like a, oh, you're bad for being angry. Mm-hmm. It's like, I made you that way. And I'm so sorry. And what can I do to help fix it? Because I know how that how scary that felt in my body. And so I'm imagining it feeling just as scary in your body. Even if, like you said, you're like, no, this is where I lean. Mm-hmm. This is what feels safe for me. Mm-hmm. So really just like telling myself how important it is and how important I am and how I am a multifaceted being and I am limitless. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm always going to be a work in progress and every opportunity for me to see that and learn from my own experience is another kind of level up where I'm like, okay, you know, I expressed the rage, didn't feel great a couple months ago. Last month, felt a lot better. Mm -hmm. This month, I'm like, oh, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's rage. It's rage. Oh, it's rage. (laughs) And then it turns immediately into excitement. Exactly. Because I'm like, I'm feeling it again. Yeah. It's there. I'm letting it out. Mm -hmm. And being in the dynamic that I've been in with my family and with the healing going on with my mom and all of that, it's been like a pressure cooker of, hi, are are we going to let the rage out? Are we going to feel the rage? Are we going to let anybody else's rage um, dictate how you feel? Are you going to just like deadpan quiet and be mm-hmm. as small as you possibly can so that you don't make anybody else ragey? What are you going to do here? And I'll be the first to say that I definitely didn't get flying colors in this <laughs> test, like not by any means. But great learning opportunity. Great learning opportunity. Because you know what to look to for now. Exactly. Yeah. I know what to look for now. And I can be like, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. Actually... They can hold their rage. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make them a bad person. Doesn't make them wrong. Mm-hmm. That's theirs. And they're allowed to have it. And it's important for them to have it. Mm-hmm. Just as important as it is for me to not let their rage be my rage. And for me to own my own rage mm-hmm. when it's present. Mm-hmm. So what about you? It's a hard one. Uh, compassion for myself is hard given how easy it is for me to have compassion for everybody else. Exactly. I mean... The stories that I hear from my patients and things like that is just like, I mean, more often than not, I just want to go sit next to them and give them a hug and be like, you're, this sucks and I'm so sorry, but we will get through this together. Mm-hmm. You know, I can have all the compassion in the world for everybody else. Um, and then for myself, it is it is a holdover of the perfectionist. I yep. know that much. And um, it's something that I'm definitely working through. Mm-hmm. I am able to retrospectively go back and have compassion for myself it's still very hard for me to have compassion for myself when it's happening mm-hmm. it's almost like you're like sitting here like watching yourself act a certain way and you're like you're being a crazy person but you can't stop the crazy person you're a pop bottle being shaken yeah. up that just wants to explode yes and so um i spend a lot of time 
Um, I do spend a lot of time talking to myself. Um, it's it's interesting to me. I, I heard that there's some people who like don't have a dialogue. Yep. Like word words. People think differently. Yeah. yeah. Some people think in pictures. In pictures yeah. or just like in emotions or uh-huh. whatever. That is so incredible. If you if you're somebody like that, please send us a message. I would love to have yes. a conversation Comment. with you. Let's talk. I Let's think that is the coolest thing ever, just to hear that there are like people who don't have like a, a constant running, inner narrator at all times. Like it's like telling you all like, the things the words stop at some like words stop for people i just don't understand what do you mean how that works anyway that's a totally different topic but we're like meditation please i know thanks <laughs> and so i um and so i am constantly trying to um get to the point where i have compassion for myself in the moment and sitting with my feelings towards vulnerability vulnerability to me has historically been a negative thing mm-hmm. you're vulnerable to attack you're vulnerable yeah. to whatever yeah. and again coming from a, a sports background Absolutely. like you know the defense is vulnerable here or there or right. their offense is vulnerable when they're doing this like yeah. it, it is something that is used as a negative mm-hmm. towards something else right um so being able to kind of sit with that fact that like being vulnerable with my spouse right being vulnerable with my children being vulnerable with myself is probably one of the bravest and strongest things that I can do it's not a sign of weakness Absolutely. it doesn't again it doesn't feel that way it's got to no. start off with my thoughts first so I'm starting with that to remind yes. myself that vulnerability really is truly a sign of strength yep. not weakness yep. and trying to adjust my relationship to vulnerability um, and then retrospectively giving myself compassion in those moments that I can't give it in the moment um, and then just kind of moving from there and hoping that that does the trick for me so that's where I am right now <laughs> I love it I love it so much and yeah. I think you know like you said like guys if you have if this is something that you've dealt with on a daily basis or if this is something that you're having a difficult time moving through or, you know, you you want to talk about how it feels in the moment to try to move from one to the other and have that flow and grace, like, let us know. Mm-hmm. We are all about the conversation mm-hmm. and we would love to hear what aspects of your masculine and your feminine mm-hmm. you are struggling allowing to be embodied within you and fully express and have that vulnerability and see it as a superpower and not as a flaw. Yeah. Or if you're somebody who's like, yeah, I mean, I like did this years ago. I'm super great at it now. Oh we God, would yes, love to know like what worked for you. Especially that one. Yeah. I would really love to know what that was like. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm mean, asking for a friend. Me. Um, okay. Well, I think that is everything we've got for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes down to it, just respecting that masculine is not good. Feminine is not good. Masculine is not bad. Feminine is not bad. They both exist. Mm-hmm. And that we just want to kind of just equal out those those percentages a little bit more so that we can kind of use them in balance and for our benefit versus um just being scared of one side and trying to dig our feet in on the other Mm um if uh we really hope everybody like shares this with people because we know that we're not the only ones struggling with this balance between the masculine and feminine energy so if you hear this these things and you think like oh this would be perfect for so and so please share that with them uh there's a reason you're hearing this and then there's a reason that they popped into your head so mm-hmm. share this with them uh we hope everybody has an absolutely fantastic week and we look forward to everybody tuning in next week love your rage monster <laughs> yes and your weepy person in the corner yes also that one <laughs> <laughs> all right have a great week everybody